Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. I was out with my girlfriend at the time. I am my best friend and his wife. We went out to a really secluded part of Smoky Mountain National Park on the Carolina side. We had to drive on a five mile dead end mountain winding road to get to the parking lot before we could go camping. Parking lot empty. Not a soul around for miles. No cell reception. A minute after we park, we see a car pull into the parking lot a few hundred yards ahead. A single man gets out and walks to the tunnel after which the hiking trail starts. His demeanor was kind of zombie blank like. It didn't help that the last town that we visited before going to the hike looked like a bunch of meth ripped the town a new one. Everyone looked zonked, skinny, dirty, with no Fs given. Anyways, this guy comes up to the hedge of the tunnel and attempted to dig around using a shovel that he had with him for a minute or two. Then he walked back to his car, 
On the way back, he did ask where we were going, and without thinking, I made the mistake of telling him which hiking path we were planning on taking. And then a few minutes later, he went back to his car and drove off. Remember, this was a secluded, winding mountain, dead-end road that you had to drive five miles on before hitting the parking lot. So basically, this guy made that drive to poke at the ground and then left. We didn't see a single other car the whole time we were there. We ended up hiking for a few hours, and then it started getting dark, and we were getting lost and ill-prepared at best, with two dainty women and nearly dead flashlights. Also, the place was known to have bears. We ended up walking back. When we got back to the parking lot, we were very relieved when our car was still there. Apparently, everyone was freaked out about this guy coming back and doing something awful. There was no good explanation of why he went there except that he was following us. There was no one around to help. He could have stolen the car, cut the brakes, and or done stalked us, and no one would ever know or find us. I still have no idea why the guy went there or what he was doing there, but definitely feel we made the right call not to leave the car there overnight. I had woke up early in the morning to use the restroom. When I went to step back into my room, I noticed something in my window staring at me. It was dark in the room. My window was wide open without a screen. This was also a trailer house which had higher windows than most homes. I seen a reddish orange reflection of two eyes looking at me after a sec of trying to see what it was. I realized it wasn't anything I've ever seen before. I stood in the hallway with this animal staring at me for what felt like 30 seconds, but it was more like five, 10 seconds before I had enough courage to scream. I was so scared I couldn't move or scream. This thing had to have been seven and a half feet tall. I measured it from the ground up to the window where the top of the head would have been. This home is kind of out in the hills and is a forested area with a lot of rabbits and there was also a grapevine about three feet from my window. This image has never left my mind and when I talk about it, it makes that fear come over me again. I know what I saw and would take a lie detector test to prove what I saw and I do believe it was a Bigfoot. It's 3.43 a.m. in Tempe. My friend and I often like to explore parks late at night, early in the morning. Uh, tonight we went to Papago Park. From the moment we arrived, there was a car park, but no one in the car. We thought maybe somebody was sleeping, but upon quickly glancing, we didn't see anybody, so we went to the park. From the moment we stepped out of the car, I saw a tall, lanky, humanoid-looking something. I thought it was a person, but after blinking, it disappeared. My friend then saw the same figure, except black, a short distance from where I had spotted it. We figured our minds were just playing with us, so we went and decided to swing. The whole time we heard rustling around us. She started to get nervous, so we started walking back to my car. I could see a small black figure pacing quickly, almost running back and forth between the trees. We were talking about it amongst ourselves when the car alarm went off. We booked it for my car and got in. As we drove away, there was still no sight of any actual person in the car or park. 
I went the wrong direction when we started leaving. So I had to do a U-turn, and as I drove away, we could see the figure again pacing between trees. We were so freaked out that we stopped at a gas station, where I'm writing this, to Google what it could have been. Does anybody have any clue what we may have seen tonight? My brother-in-law and his friend were sharing a tent when they joined us in camping for the weekend. When they woke up, they immediately questioned us as to who was walking around messing with them that night. He looked at me first, but I slept all night, as did my brother and my father. They then were very confused as to what it could be, because they said that something with massive rough hands grabbed their feet, which were hanging out of the unzipped tent to allow for ventilation in the heat, and pushed them aside and back into the tent. And they were awake while this happened and immediately looked outside their tent and saw nothing. They zipped up their tent and couldn't sleep all night. I was with two friends. We were sitting there on the rocks. It was getting dark. All of a sudden, we started hearing rustling sounds. All of a sudden, we started seeing figures moving around behind us. We were smoking cigarettes, and I guess they must have been attracted to the smell. I thought it was cops with dogs. I don't know exactly how many figures there were, but there were more than two. All of a sudden, they stopped moving and sort of disappeared into the surroundings. We didn't know what to think. We were literally scared out of our wits. So we just stood up and casually walked away. I have had numerous experiences by myself and with others in this park that corroborate this initial experience. This one night, my senior year, after homecoming, I decided to stay at one of my friend's house. Including me, there was about five other people there. We usually would mess around with spirit box or whatever because we were bored high schoolers in the Appalachian Mountains. What else were we supposed to do? We messed around with it for a while then. My friend had an idea to play with an IG board while the others were just chilling on the bed. We weren't getting any results by playing around with it, so we stopped and went back to the spirit box. My father died a few years back and the spirit box said, his name then powered itself off. Me and my friends were in shock, of course, so we decided to call it quits for the night. About an hour passed and my friend had to go outside to go feed his chickens. When he went outside, we heard some tapping on the window, so we thought it was him playing a joke on us. So we sent our other friend outside to check on him. The tapping began again. At this point, we were like, wow, so funny guys, thinking they both were in on it. Then we heard walking upstairs, we were in the basement of the house, which was weird because no one was there other than my friends in the basement and the two outside. Suddenly, the two who were outside bursted inside. The friend who went out first was a pretty big guy who never got scared by anything. His face was completely pale like he had seen a ghost, so we were like, what the hell happened? Apparently, when he was outside feeding his chickens, he heard something walking in the woods. At first, he thought it was a deer or maybe some other animal. But when he went inside the chicken house, apparently, he heard someone whisper, please help me, in an airy and deep struggling voice. My friends who were in the basement decided to go back outside with him just to check if there was anyone on the property. So obviously, they went outside with guns 
because we're county bumpkins. And I had to stay inside because it was colder than a witch's tit outside. I was sitting in my friend's computer chair just chilling when suddenly it sounded like someone was running around upstairs. Hell, it was everywhere. It even sounded like it was in the walls at one point. So I ran like hell outside barefoot in like 30 degree weather. I found the guys by the chicken coop and asked if they were pranking me and explained what happened. But all of them had been outside. It was just unexplainable. We only used the Ouija board for a few minutes, but there was just something off, especially since things were happening outside the house and inside. I've been thinking about posting this for a while. Has anyone else had a, a similar experience One of my old drinking. Buddies back home was the token hunter of our group, a great dude who always had stories. One day he shows up to a party looking kind of spooked, so we ask him what's wrong. Apparently him and his hunting buddy were a few kilometers away from their truck, just enjoying the hike through the gorgeous Alberta wilderness. And they had their deer tags and were just out enjoying the process. After a few hours of unsuccessfully searching for deer, they turned around and headed back, following their own tracks in to get out. Turns out that there were fresh mountain lion tracks that started almost immediately from the truck and followed their footsteps the entire way into the bush. They'd been followed by a mountain lion the minute they got out of the truck and had no idea. He said that it wasn't uncommon to see mountain lion tracks, but apparently something about being the singular focus of one for so many hours had the two completely spooked. I get it, man. That's some apex predator nonsense that I want new to part of. I went on a small trek with a couple of my friends in dense forest, and while coming back down, it was dark already. As we walked down the mountain, we used our torch woods, almost dying. So in midway, we heard some noise in trees, and we didn't see any animal there. We thought there may be monkeys hovering upon trees, and we decided to make loud noise with some metal stuff we had as the monkeys won't come near. Now an hour passed, we were almost down the mountain. Still we could hear noises in trees, but no sight of any animals. As we reached down there was a small temple with dim light where we decided to rest as we felt safe. Now the forced part was over, and there was huge barren farmland with clear sight, no trees around, and we had to walk two kilometers more to reach our car. After 15 minutes of rest, we decided to go ahead. Uh, as we stepped out of the temple, we saw two huge black bears passing by. They were barely seven, eight feet away from us. They followed us all the way down the mountain, and luckily they went on the other direction. We ran the shit out of there until we reached our car. hiking in Big Bend National Park on a super remote trail on the east side of the park. I was completely alone and there was absolutely no ranger, station, or civilization for at least 30 miles. As I approached the seventh mile of a 14 mile trail, I stop and take in the scenery. And due to the remoteness of Big Bend and being in the low desert at noon, it was completely silent. As I'm approaching a large canyon, pictured below, I get a hunch. 
I always hike alone. I'm a little paranoid, so I always try to be aware of my surroundings. As I stop, I hear a giant noise that I can only describe as a roaring lion scream, combined into one sound. It seemed to be lower in the canyon, but it echoed through the silence. I was pretty sleep deprived, so I brushed it off as a hallucination or something. Then I hear it again, this time it was loud and it seemed to be right up the trail. I get that fight or flight response, sweaty palms, dry mouth, shaking. My biggest fear is a mountain lion and I was afraid that I had messed up going on this trail alone. As I was in my stance, I just screamed, I'm not scared of you bitch, as loud as I could. After a couple screams, a creature appears up the trail. It was a wild burrow left by old settlers. He howling its way down the canyon wall. It just looked at me for a second and kept going. And I was at church camp many years ago, the tradition that was fulfilled every year was to visit an abandoned house in the dead of night with the campers and tell scary stories about the past residents of said residents. A pretty long trail from the camp is the fastest trail, along with camp counselors jumping out to scare the kids. A head count was taken once during the trip and also when the campers got to the house. A camper was reported missing. Once we got to the house, and a group of counselors were scrambled to find her. She was found back at camp unconscious in her cabin. She didn't remember returning to her cabin, but she was very sore. No other details are known other than that hermits live in the camp during the winter. I was bicycle touring through Europe solo and was riding through Austria heading west from Vienna on a path that followed the Donab River. I should also note it was wild camping most nights to save money, aka just setting up a tent wherever the F, it seemed like no one would bother me. When it came time to find a place to sleep one night, I found a random dirt road that peeled off into the woods. I ended up following it for a bit before finding a meadow I could hide my tent in. I did the evening routine just like every other night and passed out. Sometime in the middle of the night, I woke up to one of the most terrifying animal scream-ons I have ever heard. After lying there for a minute wondering if it was just a dream, I heard it again, then again, but closer, and closer, and closer till it sounded like it was right outside my tent. The thing to remember is that I was that nobody on planet Earth knew where I was there, which was a very unsettling thought as I lay there with my knife in one hand and lighten the other ready to stab to shit whatever demon creature burst through my tent wall. Then just like that, stop for a couple seconds before I heard the noise moving away from me. The noise kept echoing through the woods for a couple minutes, getting further and further away each time. After a terrible couple hours of trying to sleep and waiting for the sun, I got out of the tent looking for any sign of said creature, which there was none. After telling someone about this, they said it was probably a boar, which indeed it was, which is also unsettling because those people are mean. We lived in the Kaimichi Mountains with about a cream of land at the base of the mountain. It was late at night and something sprinted in the corner of my eye. My boyfriend quickly ran to the edge of the porch as my dog chased after it. 
Once I realized what I was seeing, I was begging my dog to come back. It was about five foot tall, hunched over with white and black fur. The color of this thing was almost glitchy. It had ears on top of its head and a short snout. We see no arms at all while it was running and also a tail which was a fuzzy tail. It was bipedal and running so fast but its head wasn't bobbing at all. As my dog ran towards it, she was physically confused and she stopped and shook her head she was running the wrong direction. She's not a dumb dog. She's a cattle dog and she's never deliberately ran the wrong direction at something she's pursuing. In my shock, all I could mutter was, oh my God, is that a human? As it was the only thing I could think of seeing this dog person running across my yard. The next thing I knew, my boyfriend was walking in the yard to get a better view of it whilst I was trying not to pee my pants. This dog thing scaled a cow fence about five feet tall behind our RV within absolute seconds. I was halfway inside the house scared to even be outside, still screeching for my dog to return as she regained her brains and was chasing the thing. My boyfriend said it stood up in the cow field right under the only single light post in the field with his back to him and its shoulders broad and its height easily adding another three feet just standing straight up. Now this all took place within seconds, but it was all so clear and slow motion happening. We did investigate the fence the next morning and did find some white coarse hair on the top of the fence, but we ended up losing it shortly after. With no evidence of this, all we have is both of our stories, but they line up immaculately. Living there, I've seen the beast once more on my own, which scared me shitless. A suspected pterodactyl. Ghosts, hundreds of UFOs, weird lights, and our windows, possible Bigfoots, and a strange woman's voice on the opposite side of a hunting dog's pen. Asking a question in an unknown language with no dogs to bark at her, which is super strange. Has anyone ever seen anything like this? We sighted what we believe to be a Bigfoot. While driving to the coast on Little U Smith River Road, we were driving the convertible and Mill was taping the road as we drove. A Bigfoot or whatever it was came from behind a tree and ran quickly into the woods. It was about two football fields away and was in the video for a very short time. It appeared silver at that distance and seemed to run with its hands at its side. Alright, my eyes are watering because all, even thinking about this memory frightens me. I used to live in a small section of New York called Sullivan County, which was known for bad reception, rednecks, and all types of addicts. Needless to say, it is not the best day of areas nor the most populated. I was seated in the driver's seat of my boyfriend's car as he drove towards his uncle's home. We had to go there to make a pit stop. And afterwards, we were going to pick up one of our friends and take him home. On the way, driving to DJ's, my boyfriend, uncle. So we ran into a bit of a car jam, extra rare for lack of people, in which there was a car on fire in the middle of an intersection less than 15 feet from us. The moon was bright above us, and as I looked at the burning car, I swore I could hear screams. The moon legit seemed to turn pinkish. And as my blood curdled, I yelped for DJ to find another road. 
I am an empath as well as he, and I could tell we were both having a physical as well as a spiritual impact by what we were seeing. He backed up and took a side road to his NCs, which was about 25 minutes longer than the normal route. On a little shortcut through spoopy woods, we almost ran over a red fox that literally jumped from some bushes. Followed five minutes later by a gigantic panic stag running straight through our headlights, nearly crashing into the front portion of our car as it bounded through the road into forest. Female doe were all the occurrence but a male stag that gigantic and a red fox were incredibly rare. When we got to his uncle's driveway, we sat and spoke in low voices about what we had seen and I was shook. At the moment I was saying to him that I felt death in the air. A bird of some kind came and flew straight into his uncle's truck, which was parked in front of us. I yelped and ran to check on it. It had broken its neck and looked like a sweet brown bird from what I could see. Uh, my boyfriend didn't let me spend much time on the little thing as he pushed me into the front door. Uh, the night got scarier from there, but I think I'm done recounting for now. During hunting season, headed to a clear cut before first light. What we thought was a bear at first came down the bank to the right of the truck onto the road directly in front of us, approximately 10 yards away. Stopped, looked over, and then took off down the bank on the opposite side of the road. Several distinct things to me were the fact that its eyes were bright yellow from the headlights, which usually indicates a predator, i.e. cougars, bobcats, wolves, etc. Also, it moved at a high rate of speed down the mountain as soon as my friend began to exit the truck. By high rate of speed, I mean inhuman like a scared elk or something, and it was pretty steep terrain. The lighthouse in the middle of the National Forest was a sight to behold. A relic of the past, its weather-worn stone walls and towering structures stood defiantly against the elements, surrounded by the beauty of the dense forest that stretched as far as the eye could see. History whispered through the aged bricks, telling tales of ships guided safely by its light in years gone by. As the park ranger Jenner arrived at the lighthouse, she was met with an eerie sense of quietude. The air felt charged with anticipation as if something was waiting to reveal itself. However, upon an initial inspection, everything seemed normal. Jenna explored the lighthouse, climbed the winding stairs to its peak, and marveled at the breathtaking views. As the sun dipped below the horizon, casting long shadows across the forest, Jenna decided to spend the night in the lighthouse before returning to the main base in the morning. She made herself comfortable, feeling a mix of excitement and apprehension about the prospect of spending a night alone in the historic structure. As night enveloped the forest, Jenna lit a small lantern and settled in for the night. However, the tranquility was short-lived. Whispers danced through the air, almost imperceptible at first, but soon growing louder and more unsettling. Knocking echoed through the walls as if an unseen presence demanded attention at the lighthouse's door. Jenna approached the door cautiously, heart pounding in her chest. She opened it, but there was no one in sight. The forest outside seemed to be swaying with a life of its own, yet there was no human presence to explain the eerie sounds. 
She felt like she was being watched, the sensation of discomfort intensifying with each passing moment. Determined to uncover the source of the eerie occurrences, Jenna continued her exploration of the lighthouse. She ventured into the basement, guided only by the flickering light of her lantern. The air felt heavy and oppressive, as if the walls themselves held secrets of their own. As she opened the basement door, Jenna gasped in horror. There, stumbling and waddling before her, was a creature like nothing she had ever seen before. Its ghastly appearance was enough to make her stomach churn, and its vacant, hollow eyes sent shivers down her spine. The creature was tall, impossibly so, and disturbingly skinny, as if it had emerged from the depths of a nightmare. Without warning, the creature lunged at Jenna, its disfigured jaw opening wide with a haunting scream. In a moment of terror, Jenna's world went black as the creature overpowered her. When Jenna woke, the next day the sun was shining and everything appeared to be back to normal. The airy occurrences had ceased, leaving her bewildered and questioning her own sanity. Had it all been a vivid dream, or had she truly encountered a malevolent presence within the lighthouse's walls? When I was growing up, I lived in a town that currently has a population just shy of 200, so less than. We would go hunting and fishing and camping a lot, and I don't remember what the reason for this one trip was, but we were driving him down. The dirt road, a lot of the roads were dirt, but that one, called the dirt road, no people anywhere around back then. It is late at night and I see an orange glowing thing just over the tree line. I ask my father what it is and he says it is the moon, but one issue if that was the moon. What was the sliver not quite as fully round thing on the other side of the road? Anyway, whatever it was dipped below the tree line, and apparently, I was the only person who ever saw it. The hunt had started out like any other hunting trip with friends. Excitement filled the air as we ventured into the secluded forest determined to track down and hunt bears. The dense trees and the thick underbrush made the hunt challenging, but it was precisely the kind of adventure we craved. As we moved deeper into the forest, we decided to split up hoping to cover more ground increase our chances of spotting a bear. I went my own way, following my eye instincts and the faint signs of animal activity. The forest was eerily silent, with only the rustling of leaves and occasional bird calls breaking the quiet. It was then that I caught a whiff of something odd, something foul and pungent. My curiosity got the better of me and I decided to follow the stench, wondering if it might lead me to a potential bear sighting. I moved cautiously, making sure not to make any noise that could scare off my prey. As I walked deeper into the forest, I couldn't shake the feeling that I was being watched. The smell grew stronger, and I couldn't help but feel a sense of unease. Then, I looked up and saw it, something unlike anything I'd ever encountered. The creature had a round human-sized head, but instead of a beak, it had an unsettling featureless face. Enormous bat-like wings adorned its body, which stretched about five to six feet in length. The wingspan was easily 25 to 30 feet wide, with no feathers, just the eerie appearance of bat-like skin that was jet black. What really caught my attention was its long, skinny tail, 
measuring about four to five feet, resembling that of a rat or a dragon sticking straight out. The strange being didn't fly like a bird. Rather, it glided gracefully, about 10 feet off the ground, moving at a plotting speed. After gliding for about 50 to 75 feet, it took a single huge flap of its wings, maintaining its elevation, and continued gliding, disappearing into the woods up ahead. The encounter left me awestruck and puzzled. What kind of creature was that? It seemed almost otherworldly, and I couldn't make sense of what I had just witnessed. My instincts told me that this creature must be living underground, possibly near a hot spring due to its lack of feathers. Shaken by the experience, I raised my rifle, hoping to get a shot at the creature to prove its existence to my friends. I steadied my aim and pulled the trigger, but my shot missed its mark. The creature didn't react at all. It just vanished deeper into the forest. When I finally reunited with my friends, I eagerly told them my story, hoping they would believe me. But instead, they laughed and dismissed my encounter as a figment of my imagination or a practical joke. Their mockery stung, but I couldn't blame them for not understanding the inexplicable sight I had witnessed. Spent three weeks out in the Colorado wilderness with a safe survival camping group that checked in with your every three days to drop food. Check your water and take your trash with them. They knew where the 12 of us were, but we didn't really know where each other were because it was more of a solo thing than a group camp. The closest person to me was about 200 yards away, but we didn't see each other during the 18 days of camping, just on the hike in and hike out. Six, seven days into it, I was sitting out in my chair with a book when I noticed someone about 50 yards away just meandering through the trees. Supply came the next day and I mentioned it, but they said it was pretty unlikely to be a random person because this was a private area and there was really only one way and that wasn't super rugged. I saw the same person again a few days later, this time going the exact opposite way and walking like they didn't have a care in the world. I think I had a full day alone before supply that time, so I had a lot of time to keep my hatchet closer and then convince myself it was someone from the group getting a little antsy and stretching their legs. We talked about it on the way out and about half of us had seen the person, always from about 50 yards away, and everyone had thought it was someone else from the group. When I was a freshman in college, I had to take a wellness class as part of our core curriculum. In my case, the wellness class I took was intro to camping and hiking. The final project for our class was to go on an overnight hiking or camping excursion. A buddy and I picked a weekend again uh, before our final was due, and we packed up to go camp in a nearby national park. When we got there, things seemed pretty peaceful. There was no one around in the reserved camping area, which at the time we thought nothing of. We only saw one other person while we were hiking a figure in a hoodie who waved at us from across some falls we hiked to. After hiking for a while, we decided to call it a night once it got dark. Once we got back to our tent, that's where things got interesting. We noticed a few flashlights in the woods ahead of our tent being shined in our direction. 
the fact that we saw flashlights wasn't an issue, but we were both bothered by the fact that multiple were concentrated in our direction. Being the burly outdoorsmen we thought ourselves to be, we grabbed our tiny hatchet we used to make kindling and approached the lights in the woods. As we got nearer, we noticed a figure holding a flashlight step towards us. I shouted to him something like, hey, you guys lost? Uh, the figure then called back, stay where you are, we're coming to help you. Being extremely confused and at this point a little frightened, my friend and I obeyed. A uh, state trooper emerged from the field of lights and questioned us about whether we had recently saw anyone in the area. My friend and I both told him about the figure we saw near the falls and the trooper's face lit up. He told us that we needed to leave the area immediately as they were searching for a fugitive who had recently crossed over state lines and was spotted near the area. Uh, they had cleared everyone out of the camp area but since my friend and I had arrived at dusk they did not know we were there. Apparently the figure we had seen shot someone in a robbery gone wrong and fled once the police arrived. After learning that we had been sharing the forest with a killer, my friend and I got into our car and noped the F out of there. The one that has always stayed with me, though, was the way the guy waved at us as if he didn't have a care in the world.